0: Welcome, everybody, to the union um, call for Thursday, August 23rd. we got a great call tonight. Um, this is your host, Jeffrey Armbruster. What we're going to do is go over some rank advancements. Um, I have the lines unmuted right now because uh, when I'm done reading the rank advancements, I want um, any leaders out there, anybody who I missed, that did not put their information in on the website to be announced today to go ahead and speak up and let's celebrate some uh, some achievements. Um, what we have for this week, and I'm going if, to, if the leaders are on and you guys hear your coach, definitely speak up and say hello and, you know, put in a couple of cents for your coach. But I have, I um, want to congratulate, we have a brand new two-star diamond coach, Hank Rouse, out of Bob Lucido's organization. Bob or Hank, are you out there? okay um we also have a brand we got we got some brand new rubies um christina richardson's organization jeff baker jeff or christina i know christina's trying to get craig right now jeff baker are you out there jimmy benson from jay Jorgensen's organization jay jorgensen are you out there jay's not here either Jimmy, uh, congratulations, buddy, on hitting ruby. We also had a brand-new diamond coach, um, Dan Lewis. Are you out there, Dan? I know Dan very well. That's a that's a big achievement. Congratulations, Kelly. Dan. We also have some new emeralds. Um, I'm going to just read them off, and if you're out there, say, hey, hey. we got Megan Hamilton from Jay Jorgensen's organization, Lily Fernandez from Becky Brissett's organization, we also have Christina Delgado who went Emerald in her second C B C Woohoo! Uh Lindsay Weiss from Christina's organization went Emerald in her second business center. And um those are the rank advancements that we have entered on Union Hall. I also have a brand new Ruby within our organization. Um, wanted to congratulate um let me just pull the information up here. Christina, are you there? Okay. Julie McCallum went Ruby from Team Sparty's organization, so I want to give a shout-out. Are there any other rank advancements, anything from any other uh, coaches you want to celebrate? Okay. Uh, We actually lost Christina as well. So, guys, um, bear with us here. We're trying to get Christina and Craig Holiday back on. Craig, are you on? We're having a little bit of difficulty getting a couple individuals back on. Read out then? Christina? I don't have Christina. Um, just some housekeeping items, guys. Uh for those of you in the Indiana area, um, or surrounding Illinois, even Michigan, there is gonna be a game plan training event. It's actually gonna be more geared around challenge groups going over the three vital behaviors from um, summit that Carl covered um, when you were there in Vegas in June we are going to be um, doing that in Indianapolis Indiana it's going to be this Saturday if you have not registered for that event it is in the back office under events um, in in your coach online office please make sure you get registered for that and if- had not planned on joining us, I'm going to you guys highly consider that if you're in the area. It would be a very, very good call. Um, Jay's telling me we're all muted, and actually we're not, Jay. I'm going to try to unmute and try it again.
1: Conference muted.
0: Jay, are you out there?
1: Mike and Tiffany Leiter.
0: So that's one event that's going to be in Indiana. It's going to be this Saturday, the 25th. Um, another event, if you guys are planning um, some things for the future, we actually have Carl Deichler coming out to Michigan, as well as Sagi Khalif from Body Beast. So going to ask that you guys um, definitely get signed up for that one if you're in the Michigan area. He is coming. He's actually going to be doing a whistle stop, Carl. He's going to be going to Ohio, then to Michigan, then to Illinois. Um, I can tell you Michigan, though, in addition to Carl, also has Sagi coming from Body Beast. Uh, Sagi is going to not only be discussing, doing some Q&A during the uh, the Super Saturday on September 29th, but he's, but he's also going to be doing um, a, a, a workout. He's going to be taking us through a, a new innovative workout. It's going to be resistance using some towels, so it's going to be a very interesting workout. So if you're in the Michigan area... Please 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 make sure you guys get registered. We are getting close to having single digit spots left. There is a cap for All that. Oh, again. Oh, someone just say something. We're getting very I'm close here. to yes, to having definitely. that that threshold hit. So, um if you're interested, please definitely make sure that you're doing that. Okay, I see we have Christina and Craig back. Are you guys there?
1: I'm, I'm here. here. I'm here. Yes. Awesome. I, I got
0: in. I got in. Baby, baby.
1: <laughs> All right. Yay.
0: So those are the housekeeping items, guys. Just definitely make sure that you are um, getting signed up for Indianapolis this Saturday. Uh, I will be out there, as well as Arno Nakaha, Julie Voorhees, and Chris and Cody Reed um, will be out there helping with that event. And then, as I mentioned, September 29th in Michigan, Carl Deichler coming, as well as Sagi Kaleev. So we have a great event planned on September 29th if you're in the Michigan area. Um, Christine Christina I did go through the rank advancements. You may have missed... Um, your your own so i don't know if you want to give a a shout out yeah
1: definitely a shout out to uh yeah to jeff baker he he's actually been in the business less than two months and at this rate he will be diamond before he hits the 60 days so i'm super excited he he pinned his ruby this week and um he's he is a uh overachiever a bit like myself so i'm i'm really enjoying watching his growth Lindsay, my girl, Lindsay Wise, boy, she uh, she's a rock star. I'll tell you, she came into the business with her hair on fire and right. hasn't stopped yet. So she's, she's really something amazing and a leader to be watched. Um, and she just opened her second center, and she's already oh. taken it to Emerald status. So... Very, very exciting uh for both of them, and just the speed that they're doing things and all the people they're helping so yeah, congratulations to my people um, and if we're ready, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest speaker. Are you done with all the housekeeping stuff?
2: We're done with the
0: housekeeping. I am going to turn the mic graciously over to you and welcome Craig thanks
1: jeff i would I would like to uh you know our guest speaker this evening is near and dear to my heart and you, We always talk about in our team to really pay close attention to who you're taking advice from. Conference. You know muted. There's lots and lots of advice that you can you can pick up out there. And and the great thing about uh Craig is that he's been there. He's ran the mile. He he's been in our shoes. He knows the struggles we go through. He built himself a million-dollar business, and once he achieved that, he decided to take the expertise he had uh. learned and go and help other people with that knowledge. And I have the utmost respect for this man. He is a dear friend to my, to, to me, and he's my, my personal mentor. He has taught me more about myself in the last three years than I have learned in the last 36 it is just phenomenal to work with him and to to see his insight and to just people and how to help people take it to the next level and be the best that they can be. So, without further delay, my dear friend and mentor Craig Holiday.
3: Thank you, Christina. I appreciate that introduction, girl. And you know, you know, I think the world of you, and and uh, you're amazing. And uh, I've enjoyed the time we spent together and face-to-face and on phone and on texting and on uh, emails and everything else, the way we communicate. And Jeff, I appreciate you too, bro. I love that we were in Michigan. there, hanging out with uh, with uh, Jeff and myself and you and uh, Jeremy and just being together. So, um, I, you know, I've honored you guys actually to be on this call tonight. Um, I know you've got a large group of people on here and all kinds of different downline and things happening and stuff. So I just want to tell you, you know, it's an honor to, for me to be on here. And, you know, I thought about it today and what I was going to talk about tonight, and I, you know, I, I know Ivy. the kind of people you guys are. I know the kind of people you guys are. I know the kind of people that are that get on these kind of calls because not everybody gets on these calls. I know the ones Definitely that get on maker. them are the ones that are serious about the ones that are serious about the business. So, what I decided to do tonight was kind of tell you what I did to build my business, and kind of take off the gloves and just be real straightforward about it, and not try to mince any words, and not try to make it easy, and not try to make it like where I'm going to try to make everybody feel good about themselves. I'm just going to kind of tell you what I did to build my business. You know, I got in network marketing in 1979, and I was a, well, a full-time construction worker. I owned a construction company. And I was a full-time police officer. And then I got in the, in the Amway business in 79. And I went after it with everything I had. And, I, you know, I, I just knew that it was the answer for my life. It was the answer that was going to give me freedom. I didn't have any children yet, but my dream was to have children. And when I did, I wanted to spend time with them and doing what I was doing. I knew I never would. So, I had this, you know, this desire to do great things with my life and to make a difference in people's lives. And when I saw that business, I realized that this was the kind of business that could do it because it was a business about helping people. And the more the more successful people became in your lives, the more successful you became. And that's a great formula for our business. And so. When I got involved in the business in '79, I got started, and 32 months later, I had a seven-figure income. And I working a full-time job in, in, in police work and a full-time job in my construction company. And I don't say that to brag; I just say it because I knew that the intensity that it took to build that. And I think a lot of us, have, you know, I've, I've been working with Beachbody now. It's been over three years. August second, I think this is my my three-year anniversary working with Beachbody. The first six months with Christine and Platinum Presenters, and then the last two and a half years with nationally with Beachbody and. One of the things I've seen is I that, that, that I struggled with with coaches in, in this company is that they don't really understand what they got a hold of, and they don't see the basis of it. They don't see what they're able to do with it. And so I just, you know, that's been kind of my message and my mantra out there over the last two and a half years or three years nationally is just saying you guys got to understand what you got a hold of. And so I want to I want to talk tonight about what I did, and I, it, it all kind of starts with P. And the first one is I quit pretending. I quit pretending in my life that I was doing something I wasn't. I I quit pretending to myself and to other people about my business. And I think a lot of us go through this business and we spend 30 days building it and we go back and we look at our business and we want rewards from it and we want to see results from it. But if we really look at the productivity and what we did, because all of us know there's six things we do to build our business. We find people, we share the business, we follow up with them, we get new customers, we service the customers we have, and we train leaders. That's all you'll do to build a a multi-million-dollar business. So it's those six things that we continue to do over and over and over again. And I think a lot of us struggle on the find, a lot of us struggle on the share, and a lot of us struggle on the follow-up, but that's the productive side of the business. That's the side that's going to grow your business. Anything else, even customers, management, those kinds of things, they don't grow your business. They keep the business stagnant. So we always have to be thinking in terms of being in a productive mode in our business. But I had to face myself. I looked in the mirror and said, are you really building this? Are you, for, are you for real? Are you doing what you say you're going to do? So the biggest thing was, number one, I quit pretending to myself. Number two, I quit pretending to others. You know, a lot of us, we can't fake our downline out. If you don't move up in rank, if you don't change pins, if you don't move on in the business, if you're not leading, if you're not the point man in the business, trust me when I tell you they're not going to follow you. There's nobody following you. So you can't fake your downline out. It's not hard for me to spend 10 minutes with a a coach in Beachbody. I don't care where I am, where where I'm speaking. I can spend 10 minutes with them, and those 10 minutes, I know if they're active in the business. I know if they're, if they're focused. I know if they're driving the business just by their posture, just by the way they speak, just by the way they look. So this isn't a business where you can fool people. So we've got to quit pretending with ourselves. You know, we got to quit pretending with, about what you're doing compared to what you're not doing. And if we'll get honest with ourselves and then we'll, we'll set up a plan over the next 30, 60, 90 days to go out and drive our business, our business will change. But we we tend to learn, you know, we get good at faking people out in this business. We get good at faking our downline out. We get good at faking ourselves out. We get good at faking our upline out. So the biggest thing I want to start with tonight is you got to quit pretending. you got to quit pretending that you're something that you're not, that you have something you don't have. Evaluate your business for what it really is. You know, you a lot of you think you've got a lot of A players. You've probably got a lot of C players and B players and some A players. But you got to be truthful about what you really have. Because in order to go in, where in order to go, in order in order to go where you, got it, where you want to go, you've got to decide, you've got to figure out where you're starting from. So number one is to quit pretending with yourself, your downline, quit pretending with yourself as a leader. You know, get real about your life. Be real at, uh, at who, you, who you are. Number two is I prepared myself for success. You know, when I got, a, when I got in the Emory business in 79, I wasn't prepared to build a, a network business. I wasn't the right kind of personality. I didn't deal with people right. I was more of an authoritative figure. I was a cop, and I ran a construction company. Everybody worked for me, and so they did whatever I said. In this business, it's influential leadership. So you've got to learn that you can't grow your business until you influence people's lives not tell them what to do. So I had to prepare myself by reading. You know, if you're not an adamant reader, if you don't read every day, every, every month, finish a book. At the end of the month or next month, start a new book. If you're not, if you're not adamant on your, on your CDs you listen to and the personal change and the personal growth. Because all of you need to understand right now, you do not have the ability to build a, a 15-star business yet. But you will have when you change and you grow. So I prepared myself for doing the things every single day that it took to, to be able to be successful in the business. I listened to other people. I listened to what they had to say. I, I looked for mentors upline. I looked for people I could follow. And I listened to them. You know, Whether it's you know, people that are training you or consultants that come in or you know that you're upline in the business or outside people that you get resources from. Whoever it is, you've got to be willing to, to prepare yourself by changing and learning the things you need to learn about this type of business because it's different than anything else. It's not like they're working in the corporate system. You know, it's not like being a boss in a job. It's not like most. It's not like any job because it's different. Because again, you only influence. You only grow through influence and not through authority. So that makes a big difference in our lives. You know, I studied leaders. I saw the leaders that were in my the Amway business. I looked at the ones that I met at, at meetings and functions. And I watched how they dealt with people and how they talked and the way they, you know, everything about them, their posture. So I prepared myself for success before I had it. You know, you don't wake up one day and have a 1,000 people in your organization and go, geez, what happened? Look at my big group, right? Your ability to lead, your numbers follow your ability as a leader to be strong and to become a a strong leader. I told Carl when I first started working with him in the beach party, I told him, Carl, you know, your numbers will follow leadership. You're not going to have numbers and then leadership's going to grow. So we need to develop strong leadership in in the Beast Body company, and if we do that, then we'll grow strong numbers. And if you look at some of the, you look on the stage and look at the leadership that this company is developing, and the second, even the second generation leadership, and you look at the 80,000 and 100,000 coaches by the end of the year, that's because the leadership's been developed, and and, and it can now handle those kind of numbers. So it's the same way with you. You've got to prepare yourself. Number three is I performed. Right? I didn't, I didn't take anybody out. I went to work. And, you know, a lot of us, we just, you know, we want something for nothing. I'm sorry. You know, we focus on, on being superb <laughs> while well, what you do and over time you'll be known as remarkable. If you focus on on being superb and what you do and over time you're, you're going to be known as remarkable. If you just go out and build this business and you're consistent and all of a sudden you're on stage at summit, and some thousands of people are applauding you and all you did was stay focused and doing the things every single day that you needed to do, right? But I did it with an intense effort. I did it at the highest level. I outworked everybody in my business. You know, I decided to be the point man in my group. I didn't wait for someone else to lead me. I went and led in my business. And so, you know, I raised the bar for my group. I built it every day like a champion. I, did, I had very few days that I, that I ever failed at. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm just saying it because I set my goal of 10 things a day, and at the end of the day, I did 10 things. And if I did everything I said I was going to do, I know I would succeed. And I would grow, and I would hit my goal. And I refused to fail. So I, I performed at the highest level. And so all of you have to decide, have you been performing at the highest level? You know, I asked this at a, a call I did the other night on Wednesday night for a bunch of people. I said, if, 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 if you worked for me in the last 60 days or 90 days of effort, knowing what you have to do, those six things I talked about to build the business, if you worked for me, would I have fired you? And would I have fired you by now? And that's a good, that's a good indicator of whether you've been doing what you need to do every single day. So I, I quit pretending, I prepared myself, and I performed at the highest level. And all you you all know, I mean nobody knows better than you do if you're performing at the highest level you're capable of. But you can determine that every single day. You know, when you get up at the end of your day when you go to bed at night, you know I could have done more. If you know you could have done more, then you didn't perform at the highest level. If you perform at the highest level, you can do what I did and make seven figures in three years. But you've got to consistently perform at the highest level and expect the greatest from yourself. Not average, you know, not just accepting mediocrity, but expecting the greatest from yourself. And when you do that, your people will expect the best from themselves. It's an example for that. So number four is I persevered. Right? I didn't wish, I didn't want, I needed to succeed. And there's a big difference. A lot of people wish they'll succeed, they want to succeed, but until you need to, you're never going to succeed. But perseverance was, you know, I became what I call an emotional matador. When when, when things came up that would have messed up my attitude, I didn't let it happen. I controlled my attitude from morning until I went to bed at night. Now I had no collectors after me because I was so broke. I had all these situations going on in my life, but I never let it deter me from the daily activity that it took to build my business. I persevered every single day. You're all going to have squalls. You're all going to have the storms that come in your life. You're all going to have, them. if you're not in one now, you're going to be in one in a few months, or you're coming out of one right now. I get all that, but it's how we handle that and how we move through it. And the biggest part for a lot of us is we haven't decided where we're going yet. And if you haven't decided where you're going, then every little thing along the way keeps you from getting there. Because once you decide you're going to get there, it's just a matter of getting there. You know, if I'm going to drive to a friend's house in Dallas, Texas, and I live in California, <coughs> excuse me, and I drive out of, at a uh, two hours out of California, and there's a detour in the road. I don't stop going to Dallas if that's my plan, if that's my destiny, if that's my destination, if that's where I'm going. I just follow the detour, and it might take me two hours out of the way, four hours out of the way, but I'm still going to Dallas. I'm still going to the place I planned on going to. And some of us don't determine where that plan is. And therefore, every little thing along the way knocks us off course. Or if we have determined, if we have determined where that plan is, we haven't determined that we're going to get there yet. We haven't committed to that yet. And so everything along the way knocks us off track. That's, that's what you control. Nobody can control that in their life. You control that. You can't allow those squalls, those things that come along to take you off the destiny of where you, it is that you know you're going. You know, I always say that passion doesn't show itself on the starting line. A passion never shows itself on the starting line. It shows itself halfway through the journey. Some of you are on a journey in this business, most of you are. So are you a third of your way into it, or half your way into it? It depends upon where you're going. If you're a fifteen if you want to be a fifteen star diamond, that's your goal, if you're a seven star now, you're almost halfway on your journey. When does the passion kick in? It doesn't kick in when you just kick off because everything's so exciting, everybody's fired up, and you know, they get in the business, everybody's excited, thinks they can go fifteen star in the first six months. There's so much belief and so much excitement. And then all the struggles hit, all the challenges hit, all the struggles hit, and then also we a we question ourselves. Can I really do this? Is that really worth it? Should I really go there? You need to persevere past that. The, the trials and pressures of our life and how we face them often define us. Trials and pressures of our life and how we face them often define us. Do the trials of your life destroy you? Do they take you down? Do they disallow you to get where it is you say you're going to go? You control that. Right? You're controlling your attitude. You're controlling your activity level. So we can't allow those trials as, as much as they are and as big as struggles as they are. So I persevered through those things. I didn't allow those things to knock me off track. Now, I'm showing a business opportunity meeting in my house, and I hear a knock on my front door, and I go to the door, and someone's put a foreclosure notice on my house because I was losing my home because I was so broke. And I'm inside showing a family opportunity meeting talking about how successful you can be. Right? That was a challenge for me. That, 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 that challenged my emotion. But I didn't stop. I worked harder the next day. And so some of us need to quit allowing life's, life's um, challenges to get in the way to knock us off track of where it is that we're going. Dreams only become reality when we keep a commitment to them. Dreams only become reality when we keep a commitment to them. You can have dreams. You can have goals. You can say what you want to do. All of you on this call, every one of you coaches, you can say that. But until you keep a commitment to them, they're meaningless. They, they, they'll never come true. They don't mean anything. So you have to question yourself tonight and and analyze your own life on how sincere are you on the dreams you have? How much do you really want them? And if this you believe this is the opportunity to get you there, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? That's perseverance. Perseverance doesn't demand the most. Perseverance doesn't demand more than we have, but it demands all that we have. Let me read that again. Perseverance doesn't demand more than we have, but it will demand all that you have. I love that word. That's the thing that gets people who, who, who go into chemotherapy who are dying of cancer to persevere and come through the other end. Have you ever read Lance Armstrong's book to see where he was and the tumors in his brain and where he was? Do you ever read the book? It's not about the bike. It's an amazing book of his life, of his. Everybody counted him out. He was dead, but he, he refused to die. And he went on to win, what, five Tour de France's? Uh, uh, yeah, the tour. I mean, five of them, right? That's perseverance, you guys. And whether it's a physical thing or whether it's a business thing, You've got to be that kind of person. You've got to create that kind of intensity in your life. I think the wrong belief for all of us is that life's going to be simple. A lot of us believe that. That's wrong. Right? Life's going to be tough. It's going to be a struggle. But once you understand that, and you understand that it doesn't keep you from where it is that you want to go, then you begin to realize that perseverance is a key to your life. And some of you have thought about quitting this business this month. Some of you on this call have thought about quitting this business this month. You just don't have the perseverance. You're not willing to go through the struggle. You know what? Then go back to being average. Go back to live the life that you wanted out of when you got in this business. And that's unacceptable for all of us. and We all know that. So you have to persevere and move forward. Number five is I produced. I forced results. I forced growth. I created volume. I changed rank. I won every single day. You know, I, I, I knew that every month if I put in the effort I had to put in, my business owed me more money and, and owed me growth. If I didn't put in the effort, it didn't owe me money. It didn't owe me growth. Do you need to put your business in debt to you every single month? And I produced. I didn't sit around and talk about it. I didn't tell anybody what I was going to do. I just flipped and got it done because I knew what it took. And all you do, what does it do? Find, share, follow up, find customers, service your customers, and train leaders. That's all we do. Those are six things. They're very simple. That's all we do. But you've got to do them at the highest level. And I forced my business to pay me. I increase my income every single day, every week, every month. I put my business in debt to me. It owed me money. My return on investment for what I put in was gigantic. I mean, you think about my total investment probably in, in 25 years when I actively worked the my business was maybe $50,000 in investment. That was in tools I read, tools I listened to, books I read, travel I did. Yet I created a seven-figure income where I was making 100000 a month then eventually $200,000 a month every single month, every single month. And I invested $50,000. But I, well, what did I do? I went in and I, I created the activity every single day. I took charge of my life. I owned it. And that's what you need to do. So you need to produce, be productive every day. The productive saves the business. Here's how you know what you're producing. Did you see a new face today? Did you see a new customer? Did you see a new person you prospected? Did you see a new person you showed your business to? Those are the ways you produce in the business. If you talk to a customer you've already had, that's, that's management. If you talk to a, a, a coach you already have and try to motivate them, that's management. You talk to the same people you always talk to, that's management. So if you see a new face, it's productivity. It's producing. If you see an old face constantly over and over, then you're in management. You decide. So I produced every day. And the last one, number six, I protected myself. I protected my attitude, number one. Nobody messed with my attitude. If anybody controls, if somebody comes into your life every day, I don't care if it's a spouse, if it's a child, if it's a friend, if you give them permission to control your attitude every day, they will. And we can't allow that. We can't, we can't give permission for people in our lives to control our attitudes. We have to own it and be responsible for it. And you all know what I'm talking about. Because at the end of the day, you know, did I give permission to anybody in my life today, whether it was some road, road rage guy on the freeway who cut me off or whatever, but I gave up my uh, control of my attitude to someone else. So I protected that. Nobody messed with it. Nobody was allowed to, because I knew if I couldn't produce at the highest level and have the strongest attitude every day, then my people wouldn't have it. When I was on the phone with them, you know, if you're a leader in this business, you have no right to ever give negative to your downline. They don't ever want to hear about your problems. Okay, so we have no permission to talk to them about it. My attitude when I'm talking to my downline, if I'm building a business, is positive. Upbeat. Where we're going, dreams, vision, hope, you know, all the exciting things about our lives. And and that's going and that attitude that I get is is one that's that, that I it's almost like you create a shield. No one's gonna penetrate it because you own it. Secondly, I protected my time. Nobody messed with my time. I said no to a lot of people because I knew with my priorities, if I, until I got financially independent, that I said no to tons of things in my life. And so, therefore, some of you need to learn to say no. No for leaders is as important as yeses. And I protected my time. When I had time with my family, nobody messed with that. I had time with my kids, nobody messed with that. I had time with my beach body or my Amway business, nobody messed with that. I had time with my leaders, nobody messed with that. You know, you have to protect your time. You have to be in charge of it. Most of you are terrible time managers. I read the stuff on Facebook and I just saw bad management, bad time management, bad time management. These people talking about struggling with the time with their kids. and They feel guilty that they're not with their husbands and they should be building their business. And the biggest challenge is we're just terrible time managers because you need to be where you are. If you're with your spouse, be with your spouse. If you're with your kids, be there. Right? Don't be thinking about something else. And until we manage our time, we can't ever be effective at any part of our life and we become ineffective at every part of it. Every part of our life is going to affect until we take charge of it in, in our in our uh, in our time management. Number three is I protected my heart. But nobody messed with my heart. Nobody messed with my dream. You know, my heart was my dream, my passion, the things I wanted from life, and I didn't let anybody mess with that. They tried to tell me it wouldn't work. I said, get a big lunch, sit in the bushes, and watch. But I created a strong attitude, but a strong heart. You know, someone, there's a lot of people out there that want to steal your dream a lot of you go to your people and ask for permission to dream, or permission to have, you know, for your dreams to come true. Okay, here's what I want to do. Don't ever ask permission for that. If it's your dream and you're committed to it, then quit trying to convince everybody that it's the right thing because it's none of their business. And that's the attitude something you need to have. You know, I, I, I protected my heart by changing friends. I didn't hang out with the same people anymore because they weren't good for me, right? They weren't the kind of people that were going where I was, so I didn't allow my heart to be affected, or my passion to be affected, or my dream to be affected by hanging out with them anymore. I didn't I didn't judge them, didn't make say they were bad people, I just stopped hanging out with them, because they weren't good. I would leave and I felt like I needed to take a shower, but that's what it felt like hanging out with them. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So I protected myself from my dream stealers who wanted to steal my dream and pillage my life and take away everything and, and convince me I, that I couldn't do the things I believed I could do. I didn't let, and I also protected my leaders. Nobody messed with my leaders. The people that were loyal in my business, I protected them. I went in there and I spoke to their families, and I did their meetings, and I showed the people how strong this business was, and I had their backs. And so I was willing to be, you know, to protect the backs of the people in my business because I knew they were dreamers and they were, they were, you know, hope givers, and they were going to go out and do magnificent things in their life. So we were a strong team. We were loyal to one another. We had each other's backs. No one messed with the leaders. Nobody messed with the team. You know, I took, I took responsibility for the dreams of my team. Someone said they wanted something. I believed them. And I went after it as hard as they did for them as they were for themselves because I believed in that. And that's the giving that comes back to you. You give and you receive you sow seed and, and you reap that harvest. And that's what we were doing in protecting ourselves and protecting our families and protecting our business. I took responsibility for their dreams. You know, and when they, when they, when they failed, when they, when they said they were going to do something they didn't, I got mad at them. I'm serious. I put it right back in their face. Don't cheat yourself and don't cheat me. We're a team. We've got each other's back. Right? Some of us want to be liked so much by our people that we're not strong with them. And weak leaders create weak leaders. And I learned that really early in the business. I wanted to be everybody's friend in the beginning and make them all feel good. And guess what? We all were a bunch of weak people walking around with no direction and no, no point man and nobody leading my business. And I decided to take the leadership. So I quit trying to be nice to them I started being truthful with them. So let me go back to them, and then we'll wrap it up. Number one was quit pretending. Myself, with others, and to me as a leader, quit, pe- quit acting like I'm doing something I'm not, and begin to do the right things. Number two is I prepared myself for success. Read, organized my life, changed my life. You know, listen to listen to people, listen to mentors, got around the people that were successful. I decided to pre- prepare myself for the success that was coming. Number three, I performed at the highest level. I, I performed at the highest level. I kept moving that 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 um, the stick up. I just kept moving the thing up and going after it, and hanging out with people that were doing the same thing. Number four is I persevered. I never quit. I just kept going through the toughest times, the most emotional times. I never allowed those things to affect me, and I kept rolling. Number five, I produced at the highest level. Anybody wanted to look at the top person running the business, it was me, right? If want wanted to look at what it, what you had to do to succeed in this business, go see what Craig's doing. That's what I set. That's the example you better set. Is they're following you? People get into Beachbody not to get in Beachbody; they get in to be with you. What are you doing? In, what's the example you're showing? Are you producing at the highest level? Are you accepting average, or are you going going out and creating, winning every day in your business? Number six, I protected. I protected my attitude. I protected my my time. I protected my heart. I protected my dream. I protected my passion. I protected myself from the dream stealers of my life, and I protected my people from the dream stealers. I created such a unique, uh, interactive, strong, intimate team that we had each other's backs. Nobody was going anywhere. We were, we were going to take on the world because the dream—you know the, our dreams molded together and became one. So if you want to build this business, and I know I rolled through this tonight, and I know, it, you know I've covered some material, but I just want you to know if you want to build this business, And you want to do what I did, you will have a seven-figure income. You decide. It's your decision. I I want it for every single one of you. You Christina, Jeff, everyone on this call, I want that for you. But you've got to decide. You've got to own your life and own your business. You've got to quit fooling people, quit fooling yourself. You've got a gift in this business that can go out and change lives and give people opportunity and hope that no one's ever had. And if you see it for what it is, you'll never be able to remain silent. And you need to go out and give this business away. So... I appreciate you guys letting me share with you tonight. Christina, thanks for letting me be on. You know, I'm passionate about this business and all your guys' lives, and I want it for every single one of you. So go out there and get it done. We'll we'll see you at leadership. Thank you very much.
1: Wow. Thank you, Craig. Um, As always, you have a way of just speaking truth into my life and and now into the lives of all of our teammates um, and coaches. And I'm sure... uh, Jeff can agree, and that's the that's the beauty of training and mentorship is to have somebody to speak truth into your life and to not, you know, the fluff is great, but we need to hear the truth, the reality of what, what has to happen. I have three pages full of notes, and holding back tears, as always, when I hear you speak, so um, I'm going to turn things over to Jeff to wrap us up and field any questions if you have a minute to um, see if we have any questions from the coaches. Mostly I'm getting comments. I'm getting um, some, some some great comments. I have one coach that said she wanted you to write her eulogy for her. Um, I have <laughs> another coach that said <laughs> that he is going to listen to this call every morning because it is um, great motivation for him. So uh, I know that the team has really appreciated you being here tonight. and Thank you very much. Thanks, you guys.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm getting quite the same thing. I'm getting uh, on my team page a lot of blow-up, Greg, so you definitely touched some souls and really appreciate it. Like, like, uh, like Christina, I'm writing feverishly here. Um, this is definitely a call that uh, if people missed it, you know, we're going to definitely make sure that they hear this on, on, on the recording. Um, Guys, are there are there any questions, anything at all that that possibly um, myself or Christina or better yet Craig can can answer before we uh, give a few minutes back to you guys for the night?
1: I I have a question, but I don't I don't know that I understand it. So maybe when you guys will understand, I'm going to read it verbatim. It's um, what's his favorite way to quote produce and why? I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. Do you guys have idea on that one? I'm asking what what exactly she means by that, but um, maybe like the social media versus – okay, go ahead.
3: It says, what's your what's your favorite way to produce?
1: Mm-hmm, yep.
3: Uh, well, I think it's just the activity every single day. My favorite way to produce is to know the six things I talked about and what it takes to build a business and know that every single day I'm doing all six of those and then I'm, you know, I'm creating my task list every night, the night before I go to bed, and those ten things, whatever I put on there, those ten things are being done every single day. That's that's productivity. And then you also create in your life the productivity in areas you can control. Because I always knew I could never control who got in my business. I couldn't, I could go out and show twenty business opportunity meetings, and I couldn't control who got in, but I can control how many meetings I had and how many presentations okay. I did. So the productivity side is always the side that you can control and be in charge of you know we try to we try to set a goal like i'm gonna sponsor five people this week you can't control that you know the only way you're going to sponsor five people is show as many opportunities to people and success or um, presentations as you have to define five so that's what i could control i knew i could get the business in front of as many people as i needed to get to to sponsor 30 people and it was probably around 100 people but i didn't know that the first 10 we're going to get in the first five we're going to get in so you have to separate out the productivity in the activity. The activity is, you know, doing it and the productivity, the productivity is doing the business, and then what what the results come from that, for some of us, we don't control that part. But it's being the productive side, like I said, seeing a new face. Did all of you on this call today, did you see a new face that would have been a new face in your business? Not somebody who's already in your business, not someone who's a coach in your downline, not someone who you mentored leadership-wise. Did you see a new prospect to sponsor in your business? Did you see a new person that you showed your business to to get in your business? Did you call somebody downline that you've never talked to before or ever communicated with to help build volume and growth and leadership? That's all new business. That's all productive. Everything else is management. And so it's easy to define. At the end of the week, open your calendar and draw circles around every day you saw a new face. That's productivity.
0: It's funny, you know. Craig talks about that, and one of my favorite things about this business, guys, is not knowing on a day-to-day basis basis who I'm going to meet. That is one of my favorite things. When I first came into this business, you know, it was very much social media, and that was like the primary way I started. But belly to belly, you know, meeting new people, like Craig just described. Um, a new face every day. That's one of the greatest gifts, I think, about this business is so many um, relationships that I've built over the last three and a half years and just not knowing on a day-to-day basis who I'm going to meet the next day. That's that's a gift.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Um, I That's all the questions I have over here. And I just, again, just... Um, just a lot of truth. I, I myself as a leader am walking away from this, just going, Hmm, lots to, <laughs> lots to lots to think over and lots to start um really being real. Being real with ourselves, right? Just being honest and real with ourselves and making sure that we are applying these six things to our business every day consistently. And so, yeah, just a, a lot, um, a lot of internal processing going on there, but I'm good on questions over here. Lots of positive comments. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm not getting many questions, but just comments, Craig. So we really I
2: have a question. Hey, everybody, it's Jason. Uh, Thanks so much for being on, Craig. And, like, the information you share is just amazing. I think it's kind of back down to the basics, but, you know, to hear something from a mentor that's actually done it and got to those high numbers is Really critical, and I, and I think uh, as, as well known as you are in this company, it's just it's still underappreciated your genius. But the one thing that came up for me um, in the call is you know you're constantly you know you said don't let anybody influence your mind, or your heart, or your passion. What are maybe some of the uh, positive affirmations or what did you say to yourself when you heard some of the naysayers? And I, I know you know even myself from time to time gets a little depressed or down, and you know some of the people that say no, you know what do you tell yourself in those times to keep you back on track?
3: No, it's a great question, Jason. I think you know the biggest thing for me was you know I mean I, I came into this business really with a you know background of really being an average and, and you know kind of a, a background of, of you know emotional stress and all kinds of things in my life. So I became adamant on self-talk. You know, I became adamant on every day just just reading through my mind of where I was going. And I think a lot a large part of that became a large part of that became you know writing out my vision writing out where I'm going to be 12 months from today. You know, I teach some of the people I mentor with. I said, write down your life 12 months from today, you know, and write it what's going to look like. What's your lifestyle going to look like? What's You know, what's the car you're going to drive? What's your relationship with your with your girlfriend or spouse going to be like? And write that out, and then every single day, and I tell them to read it into an MP3, read it into a recording, and listen to it while you're working out. Let's do it when you're driving in your car. Because, you know, the biggest part of our life is that most of our, you know, all of us, as, as successful as we are, most of 80% of our self-talk is negative. You know, you idiot. Why'd you do that? I can't believe you did that. And, and these, all these things creep into our mind. So if we're constantly listening to our voice, reaffirming where we're going in 12 months, and the and the re, reaffirmations of the place we're going to be in our lives, then we find that those things that come along during during the process of day-to-day stuff, we we learn to just move them out. They don't they don't they don't penetrate us like they used to. And it becomes just being, you know, in this frame of mind where we're constantly where we're going, not where we've been, where we're going, not where we are. And so, I, you know, for me, that was a constant thing of self-talk, of just reinforcing it. And, and you know, when I gave excuses and they came out of my mouth, I challenged my own excuses and those kinds of things. And so, I, you know, it was a constant mental thing with me of, of this stereo or this videotape that ran or this, this script that I lived this life out, the old script. And I just realized I've written a new script. And so I wrote the new script of my life and I and I verbalized and read that new script every
2: single day. Yeah, that's awesome stuff and I think great things to live by. I know for myself, when I focus uh instead on, you know, what I instead of thinking about what I should do or, or you know, what's going on that particular day or that instance, when I focus on what I wanna be like long term but always it always gives me a, a good self-guidance, and I think that's really what you're saying by setting your vision strong and really sticking to it. So thank you so much.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's it's, you know, it's focused on where you're going and not where you are or where you've been. And It, it takes some mental toughness and, and some discipline to learn how to do that.
1: Good stuff. Um, Craig, I have one more question for you real quick, and I, I know the answer to this already, but I'm going to throw it out there for you. Um, I have a coach who's asking what's, the, I guess some clarification on the produce and what they're asking is is your is there a better way to meet people belly to belly or social media um, in your opinion is there is there a best way to, to grow your business
3: I mean it's both I mean you know what I mean I don't think there's one or one or the other that's better. I think you need to become a proficient at both and I, I think most of us get lazy on social media and we never when we walk by those contacts every single day. I would challenge you to be proficient at personal contacts face to face daily and become good at at Facebook you know or at, at social media because it's usually the other way around because it's safer that way. I mean, I you know, I built my whole business on face-to-face because we didn't have social media. We didn't have computers, so, um, you know, I built way back when, so I didn't have a choice. But I challenge people, you know, you walk by successful people, you walk by people every single day. I mean, there's not a – I don't go in a restaurant any day of the week that I don't prospect the person I'm talking to. It's very simple to do because I know they all need what we have, and if you believe in what you have, then you won't let one single person go by without engaging them in conversation. So it's both okay good stuff okay guys we are going I just said thanks a lot you guys I appreciate it thanks so much
0: thanks a lot Craig take care
3: buddy
2: Okay, Okay, guys
0: we want to wrap it up and again appreciate um, you leading us through Craig holiday Christina and Jason glad to have you on Um, we're going to wrap it up for the night unless there's any other questions um, for for um, from everybody about possibly the events I had mentioned earlier. Uh, anybody jump on with any new rank advancements. I know I did get a message from Stevan um, from Jason's team. He had a uh, $500 winner in Waui or uh, the Super Gym this week. Uh, so congratulations to Jeff Wilson for um, being one of the lucky selected winners for logging the workouts. That's awesome. It's always really cool to see people be rewarded for um, you know, doing what we're supposed to do as coaches and li- living the lifestyle. So congrats, Jeff. Any other housekeeping items for, for you, Jason or Christina? I'm good here. Okay. I think we lost Jason. So guys, you guys have a, a good night and we'll give you guys about 10 minutes back and we'll talk to you guys next week. Just to give you a little teaser for next week, I, I know that Um, We had some input from Aaron Mathis. He's planning to do some training next week. We're going to be putting that together, and you'll be seeing an invite for that very, very soon. Everybody have a good night.
1: Thank you. Have a great night.